Welcome to the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter in the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Romans chapter 11. I ask then, did God reject his people? May it never be. For I also am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people, which he foreknew. Or don't you know what the scripture says about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have broken down your altars. I am left alone, and they seek my life. But how does God answer him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so, then at this present time, there is also a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then, that which Israel seeks for, that he did not obtain? But the chosen ones obtained it, and the rest were hardened, according as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, to this very day. David says, Let their table be a snare, a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see always keep their backs bent. I ask then, did they stumble that they might fall? May it never be. But by their fall salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. Now if their fall is the riches of the world and their loss the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you who are Gentiles. Since then, as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I glorify my ministry, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, and may save some of them. For if the rejection of them is the reconciling of the world, what would their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the first fruit is holy, so is the lump. If the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became partaker with them of the root and of the riches of the olive tree, don't boast over the branches. But if you boast, it is not you who support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. True, by their unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by your faith, don't be conceited, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. See then the goodness and severity of God. Toward those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. They also, if they don't continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you are cut out of that which is by nature a wild olive tree, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, 
How much more will these, which are the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I don't desire you to be ignorant, brothers, of this mystery, so that you won't be wise in your own conceits, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, even as it is written, There will come out of Zion the Deliverer, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them, when I will take away their sins. Concerning the good news, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you in time past were disobedient to God, but now have obtained mercy by their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient, that by the mercy shown to you they may also obtain mercy. For God has bound all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways are past tracing out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it will be repaid to him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Last week we covered Romans chapter 10 and talked about the message of salvation, which is for all people, Jew or Gentile, Greek, barbarian, it doesn't matter. Everything is made level at the cross. Jesus offers salvation to everyone, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now Paul, towards the end of chapter 10, makes the argument that how are people going to call on Jesus to be saved if they've never heard of him, and how are they to hear unless someone is sent to preach about him? Paul says that faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Here in this Western culture, I think we sometimes have the tendency as Christians to just assume that everybody knows who Jesus is, everybody understands the gospel message, and they've either chosen to reject or receive it. But you know what? I believe there are people all around us in our lives who don't even know what the gospel message is. They wouldn't know how to be saved because no one's told them no one's explained to them that they're a sinner, but that their sin debt was paid in full on the cross of Calvary nearly 2,000 years ago when Jesus died for that person's sin, was buried and was raised on the third day. Maybe they've never heard this concept that heaven is something you cannot earn, but it's offered as a free gift. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. One of the ways we worship God, one of our acts of worship, is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. This is a great reminder and challenge for me to get in the habit of sharing Jesus with other people and proclaiming the good news because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul makes the point towards the end of Romans chapter 10 that Israel has indeed heard the message, but the majority of the people rejected Jesus. This is the image we're left with at the end of chapter 10 but of Israel, he says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Okay, so in Romans chapter 11, Paul is going to start by emphasizing that God has not rejected his people. Just because they have rejected him for the most part, God hasn't rejected them. He still has a plan with Israel. So Elijah, after his victory over the priests of Baal and showing that the God of Israel is the true God, 
He was then shunned by the king and Jezebel. And in fact, they had a, a warrant out for his arrest, essentially. They wanted to kill him. He's a fugitive. He runs as far away as Mount Horeb. He goes to the entire, the opposite end of Israel, back towards Egypt, back into the wilderness where Israel was, where Moses got the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. He doesn't want to eat. He's moping around. In fact, God sent an angel to feed Elijah because he was so depressed he refused to eat. He's done with life. He wants to give up. He wants to quit. He gets to Mount Horeb. He gets to Sinai. Essentially, God just tells Elisha, what are you doing? Why are you all the way down here? <laughs> he mopes and says, you know, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one that hasn't bowed my knee to Baal. And God reminds him, no, you're not. You have no clue, buddy. He said, I have kept for myself 7,000 men whom have not bowed the knee to Baal. So Paul uses that to make the point that today, even today, there is a, a remnant chosen by grace. If it's by grace, it's no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. So there's always going to be a remnant. Israel rejected the Messiah, but there was a remnant. And the remnant actually was the early church, the Acts 2 church. On the day of Pentecost, that was Israel gathered together and the Holy Spirit came and filled the believers and they proclaimed the gospel in all these different languages. And the gospel went forth to the Israelites. And so the early church was Israel. That wasn't the majority of the nation Israel, but it was a small remnant. When things seem dark and hopeless, know that there's always a remnant chosen by grace. And there's a remnant today as well. And Paul said in verse 11 of chapter 11 about Israel, So I ask, did they stumble in order that they may fall? By no means, rather through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel jealous. Isn't it interesting that what God used to save the world was actually Israel's trespass? Let's really think about this. What saves us? It's Christ crucified, right? And why was Christ crucified? Because his own people rejected him. Like Acts 2, 23 to 24 says, This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. So literally through their trespass, that was the means of salvation for the rest of the world. God worked through Israel's hardened hearts in rejecting the Messiah to be the very means in which we could all be saved, his death on the cross for our sins. So when it says in verse 11, so I ask it, did they stumble in order that they might fall? That word in the Greek fall, it means like to be utterly rejected, to be cast off forever. And Paul, again, he makes the case, no, of course not, by no means. Paul will go on to say, if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? Paul then uses this comparison of an olive tree to Israel, the branches of the olive tree being Israel, and you could argue the root is Jesus himself. Israel at that time, the branches were broken off because of their unbelief, and the Gentiles were grafted in because of our belief. Those who are Gentiles who have believed in Jesus were the Christians, were the Christian body. Paul says, For if you are cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted, contrary to nature, into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? Paul seems to be looking forward to a day in which Israel, as a nation, will be grafted back into the olive tree. And we're warned here not to be arrogant towards the Jews, 
thinking that we as Gentile believers, we're better than Israel. Speaking of Israel, Paul says in verse 28, as regards the gospel, they are enemies of God for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers, for the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. That means they can't be taken away. Whatever gift and calling God has for Israel, he's going to bring it to completion. I think of the scripture in Philippians that he who has began a good work in us will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We think about that in regards to our individual salvation and sanctification that we've been saved and we're being sanctified in the truth and we're growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's kind of interesting to think of Israel like that as well, that God has a plan for Israel and that he's going to bring the completion that good work he has for them and in them. Paul's coming to the end of this argument here that kind of started in chapter 9 and it's coming to a culmination here. Paul says, For just that you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, speaking of Israel, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. What a profound statement. God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. So what, what an incredible plan. So now both the Jews and the Gentiles are offered salvation. To think about the mercy God has had in my own life is a sobering reminder of how patient and loving I need to be towards outsiders, meaning towards those who are not currently in Christ. Paul ends the chapter with a doxology, part of its expression being this, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways!
That was Prodigal from the Adams Road album, Immeasurable.
That was released from the Adams Road instrumental album, Roman's Road. This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at adamsroadministry.com. Again, that's adamsroadministry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next week as we examine Romans chapter 12. Grace and peace be with you all.